The Jets 0-13 at the Rams. I'm going to say the Rams by 20. Um, this Jets team is historically bad. I think it's going to set all sorts of records. The <laughs> most interesting thing about the Jets is what is what is the number one pick going to do? Does he stay back in college? Does he pull an Elway and refuse to go there? I think that is probably the most interesting yeah. thing to watch with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, the Jets are zoning in, as Colin alludes to, on so many records. The worst point differential history in, in NFL history that uh, is one that particularly stands out. So I think we'd be at the service not to talk about the game properly. Month, isn't it? There's, a, there's a Northern Ireland Rams fans group. Yeah, you have to say. So you've got to give them a few minutes. But they're going to win. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm not sure how many points they're going to score. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets have given up over 30 points to teams outside of the division. My work is done here, boys. My work is done here. Welcome in to the Irish NFL show presented by Pundit Arena. And welcome in to the New York Football Jets, who completely messed up. And that, I can say that, that's the best way I can say it. Welcome in, Colm. Welcome in, Mark. Welcome in, Brian. Lads, good, very best of uh, welcomes to you on this Christmas week. Merry Christmas. Christmas week, yeah, and uh, Santa came early for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, hands up, got it completely and utterly wrong. Didn't in a million years see that one coming. Mind you, neither did Sean McVay. I really didn't see it coming at all, Hyde, but I guess, Brian, it's unreal for us because at the end of the day, come six to eight months' time, we're going to be booking our season tickets for the London Jaguars and we're going to have Trevor Lawrence who should be in New England but he's not and he's going to be walking on that Wembley turf uh, yeah happy days no? in a weekend where we all of us are left a bit deflated with our results the Jets have given us a nice surprise for Christmas if Christmas hasn't come early I think I said on Saturday during the live show in the woodshed that I think we all would have liked to see the Jags get that number one Number one spot, and it looks like that could be the case now. They play the Bears and they play the Colts, and as we alluded to on Saturday, the Bears will have a chance to play us, and the Colts certainly do. So I don't see it ending any other way than now. Then the Jags getting the number one seed. Well, you're obviously talking about being deflated. I mean, it was a big weekend, but I guess if anybody's going to be deflated, it's going to be Mark wearing that shirt. So, Mark, welcome in. Uh, a very sad weekend for the Patriots who have missed out on the playoffs for the first time in, I don't know, when, when did Darth Vader? Pass and no, 
two two thousand eight when Matt Castle uh, stepped in for Tom Brady. It was the last time we missed the playoffs. Um, Mr. Dustmark, lovers to friends. Why must all good things come to an end? To an end, that. yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I mean, look, you know, sixteen out of the last seventeen division titles, nine conference championships, six Super Bowl wins in that time. You might as well have the partridge in a pear tree at the end. Um, it's not been too bad, I must admit. And yeah, wear the jersey in good times and bad. And obviously for Patriots fans, this is a, a definitely a down year. But we've been extremely fortunate, so I will not dwell. I will dwell, however, on gangrene, uh, which is always very dangerous. And you should really cut off your foot if you're suffering from it. And that's what the Jets did this weekend. They might as well have cut off their foot and their hands and suffered. Look, they played very well. We didn't give them a chance. I certainly have been giving them a tough time and didn't give them a chance. The football players played exceptionally well and deserved the victory. But is that really what management, ownership and everything wants? But I would like to give a particular shout-out, Michael, to Colm, who obviously, in honour of um, Trevor Lawrence now going to South Beach, has decided to wear an appropriate shirt in, in recognition of that. Sorry, Mark, can't hear you. Shirt's too loud. Wow. Well, look, obviously, I think we should maybe just start on that game. You know, I was the first boy to say it. Like, the Jets 0 13 at the Rams. I'm going to say the Rams by 20. I said it. Mark's gone, but I, I said it. He's back. <laughs> I, I mean, Colin, I was. Tom is shocked. Not I am seven, but Tom is shocked last night. I couldn't believe it when the Jets got beat. Could not believe it. I. Or sorry, the Jets won. Like what? Like why did they even? Like why? Like why win? Well, players don't tank. Um, Organizations might talk about tanking, but we saw that in Miami last year. All the talk of Miami last year, they were trading players away. They were going to tank. They they didn't tank. Um, Players want to win. Players have bonuses on the on the line. Players have their future careers on the line. They want to you know put on a show, even if they're not going to be at that team they want to be able to have tape to point us so somebody else might pick them up but last night watching it you kind of constantly kind of expected the rams to to come back into it and then it just it just didn't happen and then towards the end they did but they they just couldn't obviously get it done and they had a, a holding penalty that that cost them the the touchdown and they just never ever seemed to to recover from it and frank gore who um, I think has been around since before the merger. Uh, put the, the the cap on it with with that uh, with that third down play. So, look, absolutely kudos to Jess. They played. The thing is, they played hard over the last few weeks. They just haven't looked very good outside of that Raiders game and going up against a Rams team that you know people talked about it very highly understandably sean mcveigh and and their new dc as a defensive guru they they just they they looked they looked absolutely shell-shocked last night like mcveigh was on the sideline and between him and goff um i i would imagine mcveigh had words um about goff a few weeks ago i'd say that dressing room was interesting uh yesterday well, that's it as well. Like, and before Brian, I go on to you, man. Like, if anybody has any questions or wants to put any comments, then feel free to give us a shout. Sometimes our Facebook comments don't come through, so don't be offended. I'll check them anyway, and we'll see what's going on. But um, yeah, feel free to ask any questions, especially about the Giants, which we'll come on to in a second. But Brian, first off, my friend, um, <laughs> if you're Sean McVay, surely you have to be embarrassed after that performance. Surely. Well, well he said he was. <clears throat> you know, he felt a. 
he was totally shell shocked in the press conference after, and he kept referring to getting back to work and focusing on the Seattle game. But I mean, Sam Darnold has been beat up all season. He hasn't played in a number of games, and everybody raves about that Rams defense all year, top five, all the players they have, Rams in the in the backfield. Every pass in which Sam Darnold had to do, at, you know, particular moments in the game last night, he did it. You know, even at the end when they had the ball, people probably felt they wouldn't get the first downs and kill the clock. They did. They managed it, and fair play to him because he's had a lot of stick this year. And you know, he may actually be still there now, come come next season when everybody thought he'd be out the door. So we'll see. And just a quick one: Mark was, Mark was talking about referring to cutting off their feet and stuff. You just don't remember. Don't forget the Jets have history with with feet because Rex Ryan used to have a fetish with his feet. You know, he used to love his wife sucking his, sucking his toes. So let's let's never forget that one. Wow. I, I did say intentionally, Brian. Thanks for that. I, I, I have nothing to say after that, Mark. So the the, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, you know, it, it's funny. Like, we're talking about a bit about the Rams, actually, in fairness. The, the Rams were just beaten. They were beaten by the better football team on the night. But one of the things we did say was that the defensive coordinator, the, the Rams' defense, does adapt. And second-half points conceded are extremely low. The defense did tighten up for the Rams, but the big, big challenge they've got is the offense never seems to adapt. You know, that was the floor, obviously, in 2018. Belichick and, and uh, Flores designed the defensive scheme to say, well, make Goff figure it out on his own. And he couldn't, and he couldn't make the adjustments in the second half. Yet again, McVeigh is a brilliant offensive coordinator. And with all their motion and with all their activity, they do tend to have complexity, which, sorry, they do have teams have, have a scheme which um, wins them a lot of games. But there's no depth. There's no complexity. Once they get beaten on plan A, I fail to see the plan B, the plan C, and the alternatives come into play there. But, yeah, I mean, Jets jetted. In a weekend when the Falcons falconed, um, the Jets jetted yet again. And somehow, some way, they keep screwing things up on themselves. Um, but as I say, the 53 players that took their field and the coaches who have been much maligned deserve their credit. They deserve their moment in the sun. We enjoyed we had seasons in the sun, Michael. Seasons in the sun. And I guess, you know, talking about enjoying your moment in seasons, we might as well call them jump on the Patriots. Lovely. It actually makes you enjoy <laughs> your moment, finally. No, I'm being pure serious because some of those Patriot teams that got to a Super Bowl were and you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start something here. I'm not gonna start something here. It's obvious. Well, Colin, we had this discussion for years on different shows. You know, is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Is it a mixture? What's your opinion now after seeing Belichick with a mediocre quarterback, 10% of the team off because they didn't want to play because of COVID? What's your opinion on this Patriots team? Can Big Billy turn it around or is that him gone now? Uh, I don't think it's him gone, um, but it, it's going to be a very interesting year. I mean, we've talked before, they lost more players to opt-outs than anyone else, and they lost some really significant players to opt-outs. Um, they they lost um, Gilmore yesterday um, as, as well. Uh, their their secondary has been really good. Their offense has just been so bad. Um, and Cam has, 
I mean, I mean, we look as, as a franchise. We have our issues, and and, and there are questions around the, the Broncos QB. Um, I, I think what could be a really interesting discussion for the four of us gentlemen would be which of our teams is best place to uh, have a decent year next year. Uh, I, I think it, it's an enormous year for. Um, Belichick next year he will get a, um, a lot of those guys back but they have real issues they have they've got to find a quarterback they've got to find wide receivers and they've got to find tight ends because <clears throat> at, at the moment they just look lost in the the passing game yeah sorry Ron no I was just going to say when we when we spoke to Jeff on Friday night and um, Mark alluded to the fact that it, Stidham wasn't playing because the wide receivers and tight ends really went up to it. And, you know, you get get the poor kid destroyed. Um, it doesn't matter what wide receivers they have and what tight end because Cam Newton has just fallen off the cliff. He just does not look the, the quarterback of old. And I think Colin, we joked last week about that game in Mile High, the first game of that season after the Super Bowl where they completely yeah. destroyed him. He hasn't been the same player since. No, I can't wait to see what the Pacers are going to do in the offseason from a quarterback point of view. It's probably going to be the most. It was weird when Brady left. It was the most interesting conversation about what they do for this season. I actually think it's more important now going forward what they do for next year because I don't agree with with Michael around. Bill is gone. Bill will come back and he'll create another Brady page. Just saying, but they got to get the quarterback right next year. I didn't. I let's just put a disclaimer in there. Big, big, big. And, big and, and, and there was going to be a jail type disclaimer if the New York Football Giants had done the business last night, but they didn't. I was actually going to sit here and apologize, but like instead of that lovely intro. But as a disclaimer, I have never said Bill Belichick. I have just implied, you know, is it really is it Belichick? <laughs> I'm just asking big, a question. Like big, for me, it, it looks at the moment if Belichick does not fix this. It looks like Brady's a genius, but then if Brady's a genius, lads, and this I guess this goes in beautifully to our next person, Mark here. If Brady's such a genius, then why isn't he sitting 16 and 0? Well, he hasn't played 16 games, but why well, is he well, well, let's be clear, there's only one team in history that's gone 16 and 0 in a regular season. It's not exactly something teams do every day of the week, Michael. Um Dolphins fans will rightly point out there's only been one team that's done 17 and 0 and won a Super Bowl, and that is the 1973 Dolphins. Um Belichick is a genius, and the fact that proves he's a genius is his years with Matt Castle, his years uh, with two defensive, uh, with uh, two more rings as defensive coordinator of the Giants, uh, his game plan to shut down that amazing Buffalo Bills team, for example, which you know you could say sent them on the decline of multiple Super Bowl losses. Um, Brady is also a genius. He's thrown more touchdown passes in history. Neither the answer to the question is always both of them. They were both critical. They were both a part of the essential need. Brady isn't winning his division with Tampa Bay. Like they needed each other and they do need each other. And to Column's question, which of our teams are best set up for success next year? The answer to that, in my view, is the New York Giants. And the second answer to that, if you draft correctly, is actually the Denver Broncos. The Patriots mm -hmm. need a lot of surgery, and it's the most important draft and offseason for the Patriots in the last 20 years by a million dollars. I can provide uh, Bill or Mr. Kraft any help. However, I can provide numerous um, coasters, boys. So we're going to get them out to people eventually, but these are coming soon. Uh, they're the real deal. Feel free to use them during the playoffs. So, a uh, typical merch stand here. What one one thing on uh, that I will say is what what has been very interesting is um, 
there over, over the last two decades that the Patriots have certainly by other fans uh, standards um, we you know received some favorable decisions and this past uh, Sunday um, we we saw who who still gets the favorable decisions and it's not Bill Belichick because that measurement that that took place in that um, Bucks Falcons game was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Boys, you mean the boys, measurement boys. where the, uh, the the line judge wanted to get out here and get on the plane? Hang on, hang on. I, I've never, I've never actually come through this with you guys before. But are any of you WWE fans? Well, I used to be. Like, you used to yeah. be, right? So you know, just in the spirit of the Rock, I just wanted to ask Brian. You know, what do you think about that particular decision? That's nice one. It doesn't matter what you think about that division decision. It doesn't matter at all. What matters is Tom Brady won another game. He destroyed the Falcons again. I'm going to say that. I don't care about that decision. It's irrelevant. You don't come back from 17 points down. That was the rock. That was a bit the rock did. In do, you know, do you know what upset me, Mark? Do you know what you don't upset come me? back from 17 points down based on one measurement. Even if they hadn't got that measurement, they would have got the ball back with about 20 seconds to go and the full length of the field to go. It is irrelevant. He's won over 256 games, I think, at this stage, including the postseason. He is still the greatest quarterback of all time. Disclaimer, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not win that game because of Tom Brady, though. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that game because of Mr. White, clearly the most dangerous of all the Reservoir Dogs, not Mr. Pink or Mr. Orange. Devin White had 10 tackles. He had three sacks. He had four and a half tackles for loss. He had two passes defended. He was everywhere and anywhere. And that is really what broke up Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But- we have a comment here from uh, from D, Mark, uh, obviously in relation to the Patriots and, and Belichick as well. Thanks for your comments, uh, D. If anybody wants to get some comments in, feel free. We will read them out as long as they're relevant and acceptable. <laughs> We, we will believe me. Uh, Belichick will would have let the Jets. The, this this is the whole point. The Jets were never going uh, to win zero games. They were always going to win in the last week. That was going to happen in the last week. Always happens. That lovely game uh, just before the playoffs, lads. But Brian, I guess there, there won't be any playoffs this year. We'd all be sharing the same Super Bowl experience with Bill this year, and it's this. Is that Tebow jersey? That's a Tebow jersey, yeah. Is it is it his New York Mets one? Sorry, I'm just hmm? Mark, do you know do you know why it upset me last night? Because if they had measured it correctly, the Bucks would have kicked the field goal and won by seven points. But somebody advised me to take out the Cowboys from, from a competition I'm in and stick the Bucks in the cover. So there there's the reason why why who's that person, Mark? I, I can't imagine who that person was. He must have been a very, very foolish person. Yeah, I did expect the Bucks to win by a lot more in that game, obviously, and they didn't. But Brady is still yeah. 7-0 against the Falcons, and he's never lost. Guys, can I flag one game, though, that we haven't talked about yet? It should go mention. America's team? Sorry? Is it America's team? No, I was going to actually say um, our sh- beloved Chicago Bears, which, as I called on Saturday, pulled out the victory against the Vikings, and they still have life. It might be some kind of zombie form life, but they still have life in the playoff race. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're still looking over your shoulder at them, despite them also pulling out a comeback. Uh, oh, sorry, a very good, solid win in a very entertaining game against the Eagles. We call I mean, Obviously, well, I mean, like, if we look at the NFC East, obviously the Cowboys won 
um, and the Giants didn't. So I and and Washington lost. So you know, real advantage there to America's team, Brian. So you must be concerned. That's over now. Be fair, we're not going to beat the Ravens again. That was our opportunity last night. No, no, no. You can't just say it's over. I, I, like, there's two weeks left, Brian. It is over. It is over. Realistically, if you look at the permutations, it's unlikely to happen. Even look at the Washington schedule. They play the Panthers next weekend. I think they'll win that. And I think they'll beat the Eagles in week 17 as well. So, George got it wrong last night. He said he wanted to go with an aggressive style because he felt that the Browns have an explosive offense three times in the red zone in the first half. And he went for both on fourth down. Should have kicked the field goals and kept in the game going into the second half. Got to a stage then where whoever scored first in the second half, if it was them, the game was over. That's pretty much how it played out. Look, look, Brian, I, I, I love you, like, right? And Thanks. Look, look. I, Andrew, look. I watched that game last night. That may have been, honestly, the worst Sunday night football game I have ever watched in my life. Like, well, Colin, it did. Sorry, sorry, Colin. It didn't help. when listen to Chris Collins for three hours. I mean, they score a touchdown. And he goes, "That's a proper NFL touchdown." Six-yard pass to wide receiver in the end zone, and then he refer. He starts comparing Baker Mayfield to John Elway. I mean, so good lord. Here, Colin. He, throw, he throws the ball like Elway. Oh, give me a break, Colin. Mike, why you take? No, no, sorry. As you can say, I worry about your mental health, and especially in these times of COVID. So I think for your mental health, you should avoid watching any Giants football for the rest of the season just to take care of yourself. Like, you know, you don't want to subject yourself <laughs> to more torture. I'll try my best and see what happens. But, Colin, you know, you would take Baker Mayfield in Denver, yeah? Just before we move on. You, you would take him in Denver, wouldn't you? Oh, look, Baker has um, been... Um... Uh, rebounded this this year certainly after um, a, a poor enough showing last year. Though I, I did see people <laughs> trying to do this comparison to of, of Mayfield stats uh, versus Elway stats after the first forty three uh, starts, and it just highlights it's ridiculous to compare QB stats across decades. The game has as like the antithesis of the wire. The game has changed. It's changed. Uh, like all changed u- utterly because it is absolutely different now than, than when it was played previously. It's the same though when you try to defend, um, you know, QBs by using stats from 40 odd years ago. Different game um, altogether. The one point I would say about the weekend, uh, just Justin Jefferson uh, impressed me even more. Even though the Vikings lost, he told Kirk Cousins where to go. He's the boss of that team. He knows he's the best player outside of Dalvin Cook on that team. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's uh, let's just like you know, I think we could like the reality is, if we didn't the full time jobs, we'd be doing an eight a.m. show every every Monday morning, going over each game, and hopefully that will happen in the future. But for now, we'll not talk about some of the other games, such as Philly. I feel for Philly, well, I really do. That would have been beautiful. if they had got to the playoffs somehow. It wouldn't have hurt me anyway. Didn't. Okay. Right. Well, tonight on Monday Night Football, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are eleven and two, going up against the two. <laughs> I was going to stay up, but now I'm not. The two ten and one Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, let, let's look at the Steelers first off, right? So, Colin, obviously, Steelers eleven and two, you know, one game off the Chiefs' record in terms of their overall record. Do you think the Steelers have a, a realistic chance of winning the Super Bowl? Or after watching, you know, we didn't even talk about the Chiefs last night. After watching the Chiefs last night, are you convinced that the Steelers are nowhere near that level? Or where do you view this team? 
Again, I mean, the, they're not, I, I don't think they're at the, the Chiefs level. Um, I think they um, have had a, a rocky few weeks at this point. I think Big Ben has thrown a, a pick in his last four games. The, the running game has really struggled. Um, and, and on the offensive side of the ball, they just, they don't look um, like a, a cohesive unit. Um, defensively, they're, they're still very strong. I, um, even um, losing Bud Dupree, um, you still think that they will get, I mean, 70 games in a row now with, with a sack. Um, and, and they made life difficult for Josh Allen. We know as Broncos fans, Josh Allen is a very good QB. If you don't make life difficult for him, bad things happen. And they were still able to make life difficult for him. Um, they are going to make life very difficult for whoever lines up for the, the Bengals um, this evening, whether it is uh, Finlay or Brandon Allen. I, I think they are going to be absolutely running for their, their lives. I mean, at the end of the day, like, why is anybody even looking at this team like there's a chance for the Bengals tonight? But you so you sort of hit the, the nail on the point there, Colin, about the games at the weekends. Like, there's been that many games over the last couple of days. Brian, we haven't even talked about the Bills. The Bills look for real, don't they? But I think we can focus on the Steelers. Well, you're asking the question, are the Steelers at the level of the Chiefs to potentially go to Super Bowl? I don't think they're at the level of the Bills. You'd be happy to, to know that. I don't think they're at the level of the Colts, even, the way the Colts are playing at the moment. Um, Steelers the last few weeks a lot of people have said they had a soft schedule and you think ah look at the games they have to play and they were winning them they weren't really doing anything since week 7 8 that was really that impressive and they've been shown over the last two weeks out of year if you stop the run game and make them go you know just literally in terms of throwing every play will catch it it'll catch up with you in the end and they're fortunate that they're coming back against the Bengals team they, they've been the Bengals 10 in a row it's going to be 11 in a row and uh, it's a perfect game for them to rebound. And because they need to, because the Bills are going after that number two seed. Mark, have the Bengals got any chance? Or this is a very quick preview. Have the Bengals got any chance tonight? Or is it? Well, I mean, I, I, again, I feel like we should quote Al Pacino on any given Sunday. Um, we should use expression like every dog has its day. We should talk about David versus Goliath and flinging the catapult to slay the beast that stands before you. Um, because on Sunday, sorry, Saturday, uh, we gave the Jets zero chance. And there is always a chance um, in the NFL. Um, it's very difficult to see. I mean, the Bengals are another team that would rather continue losing in one respect. The players won't, but the ownership would, to improve their draft position so that they can hopefully rebound with um, uh, Joe Burrow bouncing back to health and building up weapons and building up a squad around them. The reality is for the Steelers, I think you can compare them potentially to two potential seasons. And yes, they're both going to be Patriot seasons. Colin brought up the point before about when the Patriots were 10-0 and 0 and probably collapsed to go 12-4 and 4 over the last six games. Strangely enough, that season, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They got knocked out in the AFC Championship game to the, the uh, Broncos. But also two years ago, the Patriots didn't, ha Patriots didn't have a great side. They managed to get the few wins when they went when they needed to. They were 11-5. and 5. They went on to ultimately win the Super Bowl. If I'm a Steelers fan, I'm looking at one as the worst case and the other is the best-case scenario. They've still got Big Ben. They've still got a very good coach in Mike Tomlin. They've still got lots of good parts there. 
and maybe they get lucky. Maybe someone else knocks out the Chiefs. Maybe they go on a little bit of a run in the postseason. Um, tonight should be straightforward for them, to be really honest. It should be. Um, but they need to get their mojo back and get in sync. And if they do and go on a run, then anything's possible. Yeah, the last, the last time they played each other um, in November, they won 36-10. And then the last time they played in Cincinnati, not that it makes any difference, last year in November, they only won by six points. But even going on what you said there, Mark, I can't see the Steelers team going to Arrowhead and winning if they're trying to go to Tampa for the Super Bowl. So for me, that just won't happen. I don't think they're at that level. Like watching Mahomes last night, it kills me to say it. It was just unbelievable. Um, Michael, maybe they should lose because the last team to be 11 0 and lose three games in a row after that was actually the Saints in 2009. They ended up beating the Colts in the Super Bowl. So maybe they can go, maybe they can take take a defeat and run the table. It would be like another New York Jets thing as well, wouldn't it? Where like they just, or sorry, sorry, New York Jets example because, you know, losing the game. If, if the Bengals will not go into three and 10, it would just be a complete waste of time for them as well. But Brian, do you, or sorry, Colin, do you think Brandon Allen? You know, we've obviously seen, seen him play. You've seen him play in, in, in the flesh, yeah? Do you think he's got a chance against the, the Steelers tonight? I don't. Um, I, I, ju I just can't see it. I mean, when, when you consider the, the Steelers' two losses this season, right, um, they lost to, to Washington, who were just rabid on, on defense. Um, and, and the Bengals don't have that. Um, they don't have that quality of player to, to get after um, the, the quarterback and, and to make life really difficult for him. And then they, they lost to, to the Bills, who, look, we, we just saw uh, what they can do if, on, on offense. And Diggs is in magical form. And, uh, you know, he gave that Steelers uh, defense a torrid type. The Bengals do not have any of that. Unfortunately, they also don't have a whole lot of luck this season when you when you lose, um, you know, the, the number one overall pick um, to a horrible injury. Um, yeah, it, it, it's got to impact on on that dressing room. Uh, I I just I don't like it. It is the NFL. It is any given sun, Sunday or Monday night. But I, it's really difficult to see a path to victory for the Bengals in this game. What do you reckon, Brian? No chance whatsoever. Anybody sign if you're not Bengals team? Not really. No. And you look at the quarterback situation. You know, we touched on it before. You might have a game or two where you can get away with playing a backup quarterback, but when they have to play over a consistent period, it just doesn't work out. They haven't scored over 20 points in six weeks and they're going against the number one defense in the league. That's that says it that says it all, doesn't it? I yeah. can't see and I just cannot see how they manage to put up good good scores in order to win that game. Um, Michael, I'll put it this way. For any fans of Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you'll know that 42 is the answer to the universe, life, and everything in it. Brandon Allen is not the answer to anything. As Colin well knows. <laughs> well knows. Yeah, I, if anybody is watching this, Colin, you flew over and, and watched Brandon Allen. I did. I did. I, I paid. paid good money money to to fly and flew thousands of miles to watch brandon adult um attempt attempt to throw the football i couldn't even call it throwing the the football if it makes you feel better i did turned out to be bad money in the end <laughs> it's, just it like, it's just like cam newton column that's the way you think that it's just like cam newton 
Do you know what's worse than paying money to watch Brandon Allen? Paying money to watch Joe Flacco. Hey? <laughs> That's all I'll say. Here, so the plan is, boys, I'm presuming it's the full house for once we're all agreeing on this, yeah? Steelers, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. Excellent, right? Excellent. Well, there so, we go. Michael, one, one point of intrigue I wanted to bring up, actually, because over the weekend, um, obviously, a lot of results came and all the playoff implications start to become apparent. And now with two weeks to go, everybody kind of knows what they have to do. But the team that probably had the best weekend in theory is actually the Green Bay Packers. You know, they won, you know, not most convincingly win on Saturday night, but they won. And then the Saints obviously lost to the Chiefs. So here's an intriguing kind of game theory principle for you. If I'm standing in Matt LaFleur's office tomorrow, I'm assuming that the Seahawks and the Saints are both going to win their last two games of the season, which are both eminently possible. And I'm thinking about how best to manage my offense and my team, not my offense, my entire team over the next two weeks. So if he's thinking properly, and I will tell you the proper theory to apply here is he rests his starters for week 16 against the Titans. Because the only game they need to win to secure the number one seed is actually week 17 against the Bears because of conference records being the key tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker over the Saints. If it's a three-way tie, if they lose against the Titans, for example, they need that win against the Bears to win on conference things. Beating Titans and losing to the Bears actually doesn't help them. If they do that and the other two teams win out, they end up third. So if you want to manage your roster, and that's just a random out-there approach, actually, I think it's viable. You rest them in week 16, you give them an extra bye week effectively of your Aaron Joneses, your Aaron Rodgers, um, and your key defensive starters, and then you just make sure you beat the hell out of the Chicago Bears if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. And the NFL being the NFL, you're saying the Seahawks are winning. That means they're going to have to beat the Rams next week, and I guarantee the Rams are going to be well up for yeah, that game. Even more so because Green Bay has the head-to-head -head against the Saints. So their path to the number one seed is very yeah. smooth, you would say, at the moment. That's so our plan, boys, and correct me if I'm wrong, Colin. We're back. Sorry, Brian, do you want to add something else before we fine? Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, you've already said the Packers are only going to, to Super Bowl if they're going on their holidays. So I can imagine there's a fair few Packers fans who have uh, put that little information stored away I in their really, phones. And... I am really building up enemies here. Hi, like I've already got a whole Giants <laughs> cohort hitting me. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll say no more there. I've not against the Jets tonight, anyway. Come on, <laughs> had to do it. Like, um, we're back, Colin, on Christmas Eve, nine o'clock in the morning. Um, we we are well, we yeah, we're, so we are. It's it's an interesting week of uh, of football uh, ahead because of the the way in which the the league plays games. Um, and and so yes, that 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 is the plan. Uh, and and then we're going to be back. I think next uh, Sunday as uh, as well. Um, the time the, is TBC, so I mean, can we agree right now live? What time? Go out <laughs> what time? Twelve or nine? You, you some? I, 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 it's it's to be confirmed. I, I'm voting nine though, but we'll we'll see. I'm going to vote nine as well. I think nine's good because we're all really busy at Christmas. You know what I mean? There's loads of sport on as well. There might not be any GAA on, and you know what? Fair play, I have to. Congratulate Brian. Oh, yeah. Well done, Brian. Well done. Like, I mean, six in a row. Like, whoop. Like, yeah, well, you make, I, I mean, make that... sure you knew about it. You knew about it come Saturday night, anyway. I made sure you, you knew. Because I was worried about you driving back to 
you might lose coverage and you wouldn't be able to listen to the match. So I made sure you were getting the <laughs> It's a sad thing though when you consider that like Leinster are the dominant force in Irish rugby and Dublin now on their six in a row why can't teams in blue jerseys do better in the NFL? Well there's one team there in blue that are doing quite well and that's the Indianapolis Colts and I'm starting to think that maybe just maybe they might be a dark horse you can switch allegiance to Dan Grand in, in that sense. No, thanks. No, not Philip Rivers. No. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, congratulations. I do, like, I, I do like the head coach. I do like the head coach. I'll be, he's been to Philly. I do like, I do like Bruce Rave. Or not Bruce Rave. <laughs> Bruce Rave, he's Middlesbrough. <laughs> but, um, as, a, <laughs> as I said, the column on a, on a separate broadcast on Saturday night, do we think that the Dublin will win 10 in a row uh, before another team wins the AFC West column, wasn't it? And you said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> So yes, there we go. I did. Yeah, at least... um, the Chiefs are ridiculous as they showed once again last night. You just, no matter what what you try to do, no matter what you take away, um, they they lost uh, more more uh, another running back last night. They just find a way. Um, you know, uh, Andy Reid is is just ridiculously good. Oh, Sean McVay got all the love. We should have been looking at Andy Reid. He has uh, eight straight winning seasons. They're about to have their um, their fifth uh, divisional title. Um, they're not 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 quite as Mark will point out. They're not quite at Patriots level yet, but eight winning seasons in a row that is um, impressive to say the least. Michael, can I, can I just actually in that, right, give add on the applause to Andy Reid when you look at the inventiveness of the offensive play calling and some of the back to back plays that they played there, the shovel pass to Kelsey for the two point conversion, just how they're deviating with that Pat Mahomes kind of running on the move, taking the the, the ball and then doubling back and different, you know, the motion and the the different spins and the different kind of twirls they give to defenses just must give them fits. And it's amazing to see it's real innovation at the NFL level continuing on. Um, and I'm sure for Broncos fans like yourselves, that's very, very, very painful, but credit where credit's due. Um, and Andy Reid is earning his money. It's almost again, like what, you know, just what you said, Brian, and, and, what, and what I said at the start, you know, it goes back to that lovely saying, even about the Patriots, flames to dust, lovers to friends. Why do all good things come to an end? And it will come to an end at some point. And do you know what? When it comes to an end, that'll be it. And, you know, the Broncos will be back. But that's what makes sports so interesting. And that's why it's a pity that Dublin have won six in a row. Sorry. Michael, Michael, a quick one for you. We've never asked a question. Um, I know you keep alluding to the fact that the Bills are going for the Super Bowl. But I think this might be a good time for us all to make our Super Bowl picks in terms of who plays. I'm going to stick with what I said at the start of the season, which was the Saints against the Chiefs. but it'd be interesting to see what you're what you going to go for now. Can I do one thing first before we do that? Just if you don't mind. I've got a present for all of you lads and for everybody watching. And they're not these lovely beer coasters or t-shirts. Um, the Irish NFL store is coming just after Christmas when the sales start. Um, I took a picture on my phone last night of the games that are coming up in case anybody wanted to see them coming up uh, over Christmas. Uh, and you can see I've cropped it very well, but uh, obviously you got tonight. But Viking Saints on Christmas Day, Bucks like I mean, boys, is it just me, or is the only decent? Well, I mean, even the 49ers against the Raiders on Boxing Day. Well, sorry, St. Stephen's Day. I do live in the North. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, those games. Okay, like you got Brady, but they're playing the Lions. I mean, I'm I'm really begging this down a bit. Like, but th- these three games aren't like 
you know. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're not great games, but sure, you know, plenty of turkey, plenty of booze in us. We'll be watching the games and enjoying them nonetheless, Michael. It, it's always definitely said. I mean, the, the games that you never expect to be explosive very often are, are the ones um, that are. I mean, if you had looked at it last night, that Eagles cards game was absolutely fantastic. That was that was humdinger to watch. I mean, it really was a fascinating game. So this league, I think more than say the Premier League or anything like that is, it's, it's not always what's on paper. I think that um, Viking Saints game has the potential to, to be really um, an interesting one. Um, the Bucks obviously have to have to keep on winning and, and, you know, they, the Falcons managed, if they hadn't done Falcon things as they do, that could have been an, an interesting one. So, look, I, I any football, we are not that far away from the end of the regular season and the end of a football for nine months for most of our, our teams. So uh, I will I will take whatever is coming our way over the, the next few weeks. The difficulty you have, uh, Michael, is when the schedule is released in April and May this year because of COVID, they identify six games for that particular Saturday slot, obviously the Christmas period, and then they, nook, they chisel it down later in the season. I think they picked the best of what's there, to be honest. I mean, the Vikings and the Saints played in the playoffs last year. It was a great game. The Vikings have nothing to lose. The Saints have to win. Decent game. And I think uh, 49ers against the Cards is always a good game, too. All right, so hold on, hold on. I dropped away from this whole topic, but we will end it in this Super Bowl pick. So, Brian, do you want to go first? Who's your pick? I picked the Chiefs and the Saints to play each other at the start of the season when me and Mark were recording separately. So no reason for me to go away from that. Um, I still have the Chiefs to win it, though. He's all in shock. He's not going to pick. He's afraid. I was going to say maybe, Mark, do you want to go next? Uh, I can't remember what I picked at the start of the season. Oh, well, I, I can remember. Picked. I can remember. Go uh, on. Who do I pick? You said it'd be a repeat Super Bowl. No, you said it'd be a repeat Super Bowl. You said it'd be 49ers against the Chiefs. Oh, I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, that's, that's going to be wrong. Um, so <laughs> now at this stage, um, now at this stage, I am going to say the Chiefs and the Packers. The Rams are my dark horse, which I mentioned on Saturday. That's maybe not the brightest move. Um, and I don't know. The Saints, I keep saying, is a team of destiny, but I, they're just not putting together when it counts sometimes. And, uh, yeah, Packers will have that bye week advantage, I think, so they'll get the number one seed. So Chiefs versus Packers, very boring, I know, two number one seeds. Column. I I think Mark is, is uh, correct there. I I. It's difficult to look beyond them. The Saints just, I think I'd like to see it. I i, I really would like to see that in a, in a Super Bowl and, and get a rematch um, because it, it it was an interesting game. If it wasn't as explosive on, on offense as maybe we we thought, um, to see Reed against Peyton in, in um, a Super Bowl, to see Breeze, uh, and he'd have to like talk about uh, you know last roll of the dice. And we saw in the way in which the the Broncos responded uh, when it was Peyton Manning's last rodeo. But uh, I I just think the Packers you know will will end up with the number one seed and go, having to go to Lambeau. I I can't see any 
way that, that the Saints win that particular matchup. So for me, Chiefs Packers and the the Chiefs winning again. Um, I think you know if that game is in Lambeau or Lambeau, sorry, my bad Tyrone accent. If that game is in Lambeau, like it's not really going to matter when the crowds are basically empty or ten five percent. I think well, okay, right. The whole thing, you know, it's not a dome. If this is Breeze last year, he's going to give it everything. He's going to give it everything, and you've seen that last night. Albeit he didn't win the game, I get that, and he could have played better. He clearly is nowhere near one hundred percent, but he wants this. Uh, I think Breeze will be in the Super Bowl, and I think he, they'll be playing the Bills. 100% boys. From what I've seen of the Bills the last few weeks, especially on Saturday, especially on Saturday they, they, they have everything. They can beat Mahomes. They just need to take place on the right day. And why not? Why can't this be the year of the upset? Because 2020, well, I mean, even though it'll be next year, but 2020 has been that year of just unpredictability and... Um, the Bills look for real, man. If the Bills aren't, you know, I mean, they're sitting first seed at the minute. I've, I've not hunted to be ashamed of from what I've seen at the weekend, boys. They absolutely tore the Broncos apart on Saturday. And it could have been 60 or 70. So let, let's be quite frank. Like, it should have been 60. And <laughs> maybe if it had been, people might have woke up a bit more. But uh, they look for real. Yeah. My, Michael, the Bills don't have everything. For example, it's very difficult to find a functioning table anywhere around Buffalo these days. So, uh, right. no, no I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Jim Kelly on here, boys. No, I am really? trying to get Jim Kelly on. Maybe that, we'll see what happens. In fairness, that, that, that is an absolute legend uh, in relation to it. Um, tell me about your love for the Bills and we're halfway there. We are halfway there. Uh, Mark, you, you said yeah, you wanted to give, a, you know, just sort of like the last call on today's yeah, show. Yeah, so look, every season for a number of seasons, Michael, um, me and Brian have been friends for a long time. I do tend to quote at him uh, William Butler Yeats's famous poem, September 1913, because the last two rhyming couplet lines, which are repeated through every stanza, are romantic islands dead and gone. It's with O'Leary in the grave. And I usually deviated to say the giant season's dead and gone. It's with O'Leary in the grave. But with the events that preceded this weekend, I suppose I have to acknowledge, truthfully, the Patriots dynasty is dead and gone. It's with Bill O'Brien in the grave. <laughs> Lovely. There and you have you it. We are back on um, we're back on Christmas Eve from 9 a.m. That'll be on Facebook, on Pundit Arena, on Twitter, on our page at IRE NFL Show. And we'll also be on via podcast as well. Uh, your season tickets for, for Trevor Lawrence will be available very soon, lads. Just wait a couple of weeks and we'll get that confirmed. But until then, it's been a pleasure, boys. I hope you have a great Christmas week. And everybody, if we don't, if you if you aren't watching over the next few days on Christmas Eve, uh, please do. But if not, have a lovely Christmas and uh, yeah, cheers lads. Cheers. Hey, hey, hey.